Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. My Song Suck would like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and recognize their continuing connection to land, waters, and community. We pay our respects to them and their cultures and to the elders both past and present. Hello and welcome to My Song Suck, the show where we listen to bad songs from good writers. I'm Alex Smith and I'm a musician. I'm James Keogh and I'm the friend of a musician. Let's get started. Hello, welcome to My Song Suck. Uh, it's season three. I forgot to check what episode number it is, but I'm like Alex Smith. Yeah, it's like 11? 12 or 11. I'm I Alex the Smith. Numbers are us. I'm James Keogh. And we have a guest in the studio. You want to introduce yourself? No, I'm Siobhan. <laughs> Dang. All right. Thanks for coming, everyone. All right. <laughs> and that's it. And that's it. Um, yeah. Big build up for this one. Since day one, I've been talking about how this is the song that I'm most anxious about because it's Indeed. so fucking embarrassing. One thing that's very funny to me about this yeah. is that this obviously, yeah, as you mentioned, very embarrassing for you in such a way that like it would be easier for you to have just swept this under the rug and just been like, all right, we're just doing another episode. But from day one, yeah. you were like, watch out guys. This one's super embarrassing. I'm going to get a guest onto the show. So there are extra people to listen live to this song <laughs> that is so embarrassing. And I'm going to be so emb- like, you could have just not drawn this much attention to this. Well, like you, you can't just not talk about, the past, you can't pretend that it didn't happen. It's important to we, show all of it. No, right? you, we acknowledge the songs on each episode, but you didn't have to make this out to be the biggest, like, most embarrassing thing. You've, you've shot yourself in the foot with this one, I can, I think. It's just a classic Wyamus to do that. <laughs> I'm just so embarrassed. Just uh, like, watch out, guys. I'm going to get super embarrassed. <laughs> well, I also... I made sure to invite Siobhan, whose opinion I value very highly oh, as well. Thank you mm. so much. So that's another layer of... He sent me about 10 messages saying, just, it really sucks. Yeah. It just really <laughs> sucks, like, before. It really worked me up, so yeah. I hope it does. Well, right. I yeah. guess, do we, what do we say about it before going into it? Well, let's, okay, hold up. We do have a guest. Let's, uh, Siobhan, tell us a bit about yourself, yeah. what you do, uh, what you do know, I do? Before um, we jump into this this terrible song. Look, since the lockdown started, I sit in my room and I have a lot of opinions is what I do. <laughs> Good. Like, Fantastic. That's my number one. Yeah. Uh-huh. Top commenter on all of Alex's Facebook posts. <laughs> <laughs> Much appreciated, by the way. Siobhan is... Siobhan, mm. We have similar views. Siobhan is more articulate than I am. <laughs> so when someone will be like... Mur, 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 and I'll be like... Uh, what? Yeah, what? And then my my brain goes blank, and she's just like clackety 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 clack. This is why you're a dick. Yeah, you know. But it, when we're not in lockdown, when the state's not in lockdown and everything isn't messed up, I live mm. in an Aboriginal community in far north Queensland, and I work for an art centre up there, representing female artists. So amazing! Yeah. Fantastic. Well, it's so good to have you on the show. Fantastic. 
<laughs> Alex, do you want to uh, d- uh, give any sort of uh, preamble to this song? Well, uh, it was 2009. As we know, this album contains 2010 and 2009 songs. This is one of the 2009 songs. The category, which I put in on iTunes because you could write your own category, was Porny. <laughs> P-O-R-N dash Y. Uh-huh. It's a um, unique spelling. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, Porn-like. And I, I guess that's all... <laughs> it's self-explanatory, I guess. We'll, we'll let it... Let's, uh, yeah, let's just play it. Let's get into it. This is another world. Another world. 
So that was that. How we uh, feel? That wasn't too bad, was it, huh? Yes, it, <laughs> yes, was. it, was. <laughs> it was. Oh, I felt like having teeth pulled. That was so. Every second of that was fucking terrible. <laughs> Not <laughs> since I think season one have, has has a song uh, gotten such a reaction out of you. It's a nice little wake up. I think we've gotten complacent in our years, and so it's nice to sort of have another song that really kind of reminds you what this show's all about. Oh god. What do you think, Sean? Uh, you're a you're a wordsmith. I you know. <laughs> I I have questions for you though. Hit me. Where, What's where you the got? other world you're hoping to I guess just like into, you know? like escaping. It's like escapism. Mom, my real world's too hard. I'm going to escape into like porn land, I guess. Good. <laughs> 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 Zane's enjoying this one. I'm so mad at how much of a bop it is. Like, what the fuck? Why is it so... Like, James is like, is it? Is it? The the fucking hooks? Like, for some reason, I decided to go, like, R&B. Like, 90s R&B. But I do it, like, upsettingly well, I feel. I'll give you that. I think there are a few, like, the little, like, touches, I think. It, It... has a lot of like you know the keys or whatever the you know like i think it it there's some there's some glimmers of good stuff in here well there's also like this this eq sweepy stuff and it's Mm -hmm. like i didn't know how to do that at the time i only learned how to do that recently and i looked in the garage band and it's all just like preset stuff like Mm. really i just sang a bunch of stuff all in one take all out of key (laughs) and then it all of the layers of shit that I have in there just happen to like float around in a, a really succinct, clever, subtle way. And I was like, God <laughs> damn it. I'm mad that it's because it's not even like it's a horrible song in its content. But if it was also badly written, that'd be fine. But it's like, no, it's, mm. it's kind of a bop. And I'm like, God damn it. Okay, so let's let's get into the context, I suppose, of <laughs> of this. It could be fairly uh easily assumed what this song is about uh i usually ask what this song is about but i think it sort of uh it does what it says on the tin um is there any more sort of context you can give of of where you were what you were doing when you were writing this song well i think i i told everyone that i wrote this as like a jokey song and Mm -hmm. i i do believe that i believed that and i think the reason i'm cringing so hard now is because i know that that the song is about like just a real situation to me. I just, I watched a lot of porn when I was younger. <laughs> right. And so that's why I'm like, he was the worst. But like, <laughs> I guess the song was supposed to just be like a, Oh, I'm just writing a funny song about watching lots of porn. And, it, and right. another thing is that it was during the, the time of the internet. I don't know whether this is a time of the internet or whether it was just my childhood, <laughs> but it was like during like the, you know, the whole two girls, one cup thing where like you'd watch sure. messed up videos on the internet and stuff. Mm-hmm. And like, there's like messed up porn as well. And so it would like my, my friend who's a doctor now would like send me gross messed up porn, <laughs> like two girls, one cup and be like, watch this, which I think is where the, like the, the vomiting bridge is. Right. Where it's like right. watching gross porn. <laughs> sure. Oh, 
don't put that there. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I was wondering. I don't know. Oh, there's layers. Oh, oh God. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I think that's the context. I think it was a funny song about a guy who definitely isn't me watching messed up porn. <laughs> Some other guy, for sure. Some other guy. I showed this to my mum. You what? what? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. And to everybody. This was on the album that I printed out and gave to everybody I ever met. We should have got your parents on as a guest for this song. I don't want to. Could you to. imagine? <laughs> I don't want to talk to my mom about this song. What? She didn't have anything to say about it? I think she would say, like, the album is good, but she wouldn't reference track number eight or whatever it is. Right. For good reason. What do you do when you're a mom? Do I have this album? I think I was given this album in probably. 2010. Probably. You probably do, I because I started being like, here's all my albums, plural, and I would just give people all my CDs that they wouldn't ask for. I was <laughs> like, hello, I'm Alex. I've known you for uh, long enough to be able to give you all of my CDs. Here they are. This is me. <laughs> It's upsetting that you're giving this song to people. I agree. To, to make friends with them. <laughs> yeah. Like it wasn't, it, it wasn't a coveted. It wasn't this song by itself. Song. For what it's worth. <laughs> See, I, I I'm scared that this is the seed that will destroy me. I can't become a politician now. <laughs> Why? I'm sure plenty of politicians have written songs about uh, much worse stuff. Take Peter Garrett, for example. <laughs> We I I redid my research on Peter Garrett. He checks out. <laughs> what, um, what are we even... Should we just dive into the? Should we just break it down? Should we just go from from top to tail and really sort of dig in? Yeah, sure. yeah. Also, if you, if you think of any any particular notes, feel free to be like, I have this particular note. <laughs> yeah, shout them out for sure. All right, you, um, got, you good and bad, James? Yeah, yeah. Well, let's 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 really kind of. <laughs> I didn't clip, I didn't like meticulously clip this as oh, much. God, I just remember um, we're going to listen to bits again. <laughs> Unfortunately, I didn't clip the entirety of the intro, which I would say is one of the, the highlights of this song, which is that kind of, as you were mentioning, the R&B sort of slow going oh, intro. A thing that I should mention is that mm. I don't know how, like if you put it next to each other in court, I don't think you'd be able to prove it through copyright, but I feel mm. like Mysterious Girl by Peter Andre was influential a lot because I listened to that song a lot. And when I listened to this, I'm like, oh yeah, that was my Mysterious Girl by Peter Andre. <laughs> uh-huh. but, but when I, li- I listened to Mysterious Girl to like try and find the similarities and I'm like, you know, head office says find the similarity between these two pictures, right. but they're not the same picture. Yeah. So I guess keep how that many, in mind. How many porn stars does Mysterious Girl talk about? Uh, just one. And it's kept a mystery. Uh-huh. <laughs> ah, yeah, there you mystery. Go. Also, well, let's... I don't. Another thing, I don't know whether it's anything. Uh, I did have a particular uh, porn star in mind, but I won't say who. But I, oh, okay. I had a fleeting moment of insanity where I was like, I wonder if I could contact her and see oh, if she'd no. want to come on the you, show. You now had that thought. Yeah. Current day, you was like, yeah. Well, I was like, it. I was like, it would be fascinating to hear. It's not me. I should specify that because yeah. um, I thought it'd be fascinating to hear like hey this fucking nobody that you never met wrote this fucking song about you how does that make you feel and it's almost definitely gonna be like bad and creeped out but like I just feel like if there was ev- if there was you know right would be that's not a crazy funny. guest to get right good. no For absolutely alright um, but no fortunately we have 
Siobhan, <laughs> who is not a porn star, to my knowledge. It's uh, okay. <laughs> just stay silent on that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, uh, uh, yeah. yeah, so we start off, uh, we've got our first clip. This is verse one and a little bit of the intro. I've got a little bit of the intro there. Um, plus the first verse. Let's take a listen. Sometimes people disappoint me. Sometimes people get me down. Sometimes people annoy me. But there's one person who's never let me down. Okay. Every time it hurts. Every time it's like Wolverine's <laughs> claws. <laughs> what, what do you have to say about that, James? Well, I was just going to say, we start, yeah, start on a bit of a self-own, just a self-diss. Why not? <laughs> it reads like a manifesto. <laughs> a lot of these songs, I think, a lot of my songs at this time in my life read like a manifesto, and that's scary to me, as a grown man. <sighs> Like, no song um, that starts with, sometimes people disappoint me. <laughs> right. <laughs> a testament to loneliness. <laughs> but we're setting it up, right? It's, it's If this is, you know, some comedy song, yeah. we would say, okay, this is, he's, he's the, the idea is, oh, this guy's a bit of a loner, but there's a girl and he, he likes this girl. And that's sort of this setup punchline thing that we're trying to set up, I think, yeah, is well, where you're going with this. That's the thing I hate. The craftsmanship on display. Because <laughs> I, I, I do it very well, you know, in terms of songwriting. Mm. Oh. You I do mean, it. set up. Yeah, right? <laughs> it's built, yeah, it's there. Yeah. I just, I don't know who's disappointing you so much. I don't even. Only a porn star. <laughs> this one porn star. Yeah, why in... one particular porn star? I think. I mean, I would have been in high school, so I'd have been like, "Girls don't want to date me." Okay, that's probably it. Mm. And that—that's my thing because so it's like comedy song, but you go underneath it just like even one layer, and it's incredibly sad and incredibly <laughs> like concerning. And I have strong opinions about it, but we'll get to it when we, I guess, get to that chunk. I feel like there's going to be like a middly chunk where we start talking about the meat, and we'll save yeah, that. We'll, we'll get to the middly meaty chunk for chunks. Sure. Um, I, the verse, verse two just kind of keeps on going. I didn't clip it because it's you. just more of the same. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's one thing that, uh, just kind of structurally with the song that I, I kind of have noticed that all of the, everything just has the same thing, except for like maybe the bridge, but it's just like, like, and even, even the chorus was like, Internet porn star. Like, it's all just that one line. Mm. You got me there. I got nothing to say to that. <laughs> oh, I thought, okay, all right. No rebuttal? No, I feel like the chorus is good. The chorus is fine. It's just the rest of the song is the same as the chorus. Well, I would say probably, looking here at the, the schematics, the blueprint, oh. verse one, which ends in, but there's one person who never lets me down, to go into internet porn star there is too soon. You got to build it up a little bit more. So right. you could say she's an actress, blah, 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 blah. Either way, she'll go far. Then what you said, the the melody line being too similar to the verse, yeah. which is why we've got to have some sort of break since I didn't know how to write a pre-chorus at that point to rise the tension. 
I've got same chords, which go into the same chords with a similar melody. What do I do between these two spaces? How about I cut all the music and beatbox for a bit and then just bring everything back in? So that was Let's that choice. Let's take a choice. listen to that. Let's no, see how that Christ, goes. No, Christ, no, why? Here we are. Here it is. so bad i think looking at the because i had the the garage band file i was able to look at it that's obviously several different beatboxy takes but you'd think that there'd be some sort of coordination (laughs) or like i'd be like yeah that take i'll redo that take because they're all out of time and like some of them are like it's cacophony of sound yeah. it's two slaps in the face the first <laughs> is this beatboxing and then the second is this reveal of this girl we've been talking about um just being a porn star the whole time i really like the um sound in the beatbox <laughs> i don't know I, that's definitely something i would have heard from somewhere and been like i'll take that because i can't write music also, in the chorus, the internet porn star. There's internet porn star. I really like that. You know, I'll keep that if I have to remake the song. But, uh, yeah. Oh, boy. It's pretty good. <sighs> what a trash song. Every line of the chorus is bad. Internet porn star, already bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> internet girl, even worse, like the, the infant, infantization of a woman, a sex worker, right. just doing her damn seems, job. Seems like a rhyme line to me. Yeah. You just sort of chucked it in for the rhyme. When there's no one in the house, already just a sus <laughs> thing to say. Mm-hmm. It's like, I cannot jerk it unless the house is completely empty. Because Better than the alternative. I guess, but like, you can, can lock only the door. jerk it if there are people in the house. <laughs> and... I just grabbed myself a mouse, which dates the song incredibly. It's like, remember the 90s, everyone? And then, and take a trip into another world was just sad, upsetting, escapism. This song could be about drinking, is the thing. (laughs) It's so upsetting. (laughs) We missed uh, verse two. Just which you know is is more of the same. uh, Where we kind of do more of this setup. Um, one line that I did want to highlight. Yeah. Where does dewy-eyed seductress okay. come from? Okay. Please <laughs> okay. tell me. Okay. So uh, this is another case of me thinking it meant one thing. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it's defined as having eyes that are moist with tears. Uh, oh. But because I was a, a socially awkward young boy, I used to really enjoy reading books about body language. Mm-hmm. And Cool. And there was ones about like how to like flirt and attract people and stuff. And one of them, which is like the most insane thing I've ever heard, by the way, is like, if you're talking to someone, like turn your head away for a few moments and close your eyes for about 30 seconds so that your pupils get all big and then look at them quickly and open your eyes. And then in that moment, your pupils will be all big and you'll have dewy eyes and people find that attractive. 
But that theory requires you to look away from the person with your eyes closed for like 30 <laughs> seconds and then just like, bah! and then if they're not looking, then you wasted your fucking prep time. Oh, shit, dude. Yeah. So so when I said like dewy eyed, I meant like, oh, she has those nice eyes. Oh, that... she's been looking away from me. Yeah. She's been oh. looking away from me for 30 seconds. Yeah. I was like, it's, it's the attractive eyes that the book told me mm. about. Did you ever do this? Um, I didn't do it for 30 seconds, but I have, I have done like the, uh, like I have tried it, but it's hard to do. He just hit me with the look. <laughs> yeah. Wow. It's yeah, like it tangled. Work. It doesn't oh, no. <laughs> Because why would someone suddenly looking at you be attractive? Jeez. The layers of one, you're reading books on social cues. <laughs> like... I I lived my life like a Roomba as a kid. I really was just bumbling oh, around. Because when I listened to it, this was the most deeply upsetting lyric for me, and it just got sadder. Like I, <laughs> well, how did you interpret? it? How did you guys that knowing? She was crying. Oh God, that's the worst. <laughs> that's the worst way to interpret it. That <sighs> <sighs> you were attracted to women who, I don't know, were subservient and, and weeping. That's not a good take to take away from this. Hmm. James, did you also think that it meant I liked her because she was crying? No, I didn't sort of. I like I, I figured you probably meant like like glistening eyes because you're, you're talking about you could say she's an actress or a star. Which and is, so she's got that look in her eye. Which is already uh, like condescending. It's like yeah. you could say she's an actress. Right. Yeah. She is an actress. Yeah. yeah. Fucking young Alex. God, I hate this song and myself. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! Oh and then yeah, and then we we get hit with the beatboxing, yeah, and then hit with the 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 porn star. Is this line. what it's like to meet me? Am I still <laughs> like this? Oh, God. you did beatbox the first time we met, yeah. Yeah. Is that true? No. Yeah, for me it is. Yeah. <gasps> I believe it is the thing. I don't know. <laughs> if this you is did. Me. It was in an audition for a show, and you <sighs> did beatbox. I would. Oh no! I would do that. I love this. It. Is what he does. <laughs> I'm glad. He's going from town to town, beatboxing to anyone who'll listen. <laughs> like a shit cowboy. Mr. Bojangles. <laughs> it's just a bloody... I've, I found that my adult life is just hearing about things I did like a month ago and being like, why the fuck did I do that? That's the weird thing to do. Like, yeah, you just came in with like just your shoes on and started like knocking stuff off the table with your elbows. And I was like, I don't remember that. I believe that I did it and I'm incredibly Classic embarrassed. Alex. <laughs> and then they like bring out footage and I'm like, yep, that's me. Why'd I do that? <sighs> this whole oh, podcast. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like you were mentioning before, you're like, why did you build this thing up when you could have just not done it? <laughs> why anything? Uh, it's good content, Alex. It's good content. I guess if I'm going to be a dingus, I should monetize it and laugh my way <laughs> at the right. Now, yeah. Now we're moving into what you uh, have called the, this middle chunk. Mm -hmm. Getting into it. This is the spoken section of the song. Because no young Alex oh. song is complete without a, a spoken section. Are we listening to it? Let's listen to it. Wow. Here we go. Right. Yeah, let's see what we're doing. What's she going to do? Oh, my. Oh, oh, don't. Don't put that there. <laughs> 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 So 
you have thoughts on this, you were saying? Uh, what, what thoughts did I say that I had? You were saying that later on, we'll get into the middle chunk where you've got uh, opinions and things that uh, you wanted to talk about. Oh, that's the the overall song overall. Oh, I see. I see. I right, mean, but I, this... I think that this annoys me about this one is that uh, got a ticket to the peep show doesn't make sense because the peep show requires a penny, doesn't it? You put a coin in? Yeah. I'm looking at Zane. Zane doesn't know. Is it? Can you get a ticket to the you peep show? You can't get pennies anymore. Yeah, that's <laughs> well, I don't true. think you can get peep shows anymore is the thing. Yes, you can. Can you? Yeah. Oh. I was going to ask, like, where do you even say you got a ticket to the peep show? I just am now realizing it's in the mumbled words that you could barely hear behind the spoken word section of it at the very end. Yes, which contains uh, problematic words, which I'm right. not proud of. But also inexplicably, just like boobies. Yeah, just boobies <laughs> by just itself. Like... The thing is, here's the thing. I It was all in one take and I'm pretty sure I improved it. <laughs> which wow in terms of like freestyle you know it's not bad i not, like the sort of it's not good it reminds me of there's that video of of eminem recently freestyling napkins blapkins like, yeah yeah <laughs> but like megabytes gigabytes terabytes terrifying <laughs> like that's very good what was that lyrical miracle miracle yeah. <laughs> fucking terrible this is purgatory this is hell this is what hell is <laughs> This bit confuses me because the whole time you've been building her up, like, oh, she's just, she never disappoint me. She never lets me down. And in this spoken word section, you are nothing but disgusted. Yes. That's the thing. That's like the core of all of these songs is the thing. She's making you vomit mm. and you're like, <laughs> yes. Yeah. And then it's like, eh, still hot. But it's not even like excitedly still hot. It's not like, I love this woman. No, it's like never been a more disappointed sounding still hot. Yeah. Like. I think this is probably me trying to distance myself with comedy. Because the rest of it, if you cut this bit, it's like, I'm very sad. I'm very lonely. I escape from my real world with porn. Oh, porn lady. I like you so much. And I jerk off to you. And I use you as an escape. And then if you snip that bit, then it's like, and then there are more attractive people that you're with. Oh, you know, blah, 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 blah. And that's just a sad song. So I think this was probably be like, but it is still a comedy song. But I agree with, like, you can't, it, you can't write a love song and talk about how this isn't a love song, by the way. You can't write a love song or a positive song about someone and then spend the whole time talking about, I am so in love with you and I feel this because of you and I am the you. You know, it's all about me and all these damn love songs are always about me and I never say anything nice about it. Right. I think for this section in particular, you're right. It's kind of you sort of, because you're right. If you snip it out, it is sort of, sad in that you're just like you know fawning over uh this this internet girl but also like i think you it is a bit of a mismatch it's you sort of trying to fuse these two incompatible things so you were saying like this seems to me more to be more about those like gross out videos that your friends would send you yeah, right yeah so that's almost like talking about a different topic entirely yeah that still sort of falls into a similar category. So you've sort of almost shoehorned it in for comedy. Yeah. That's, that's sort of like pad out like the song. Take. Yeah. But it's it's sort of not 
if there's a narrative here or whatever, mm. it's not a part of that narrative, I guess, but it's, it's just sort of in there. You're right for that, for that comedic sort of element of it, mm. I guess. And it could definitely exist without it because the part that comes after it is a bridge. So it's right. like a bridge and then a bridge after the bridge. So it just makes the song stay longer than it should. It, <laughs> it already stays longer than it should by existing. <laughs> I don't know. I find this the least funny part of the song. I think it makes it not a comedy song. Like the rest of it, I thought, okay, if it didn't have this mm. spoken word bridge, I'd feel like you were going for a fun Tim mm. Minchin inflatable use sort yeah, yeah. of style mm. love song to this porn star. But this part in here... I don't know. It makes me feel like, oh, yeah, he he resents women, all yeah. of them, yeah, hates right. them, and it makes it really upsetting and kind of violent. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I feel a lot of shame and bad feelings about this song and agree this part here is like it's not – Which bad I think moment. is – Yeah, I think it's, a, it's yeah. a good bridge to talk about, like, I guess the big gross themes at the heart of the song. I, I definitely feel like porn has played a very detrimental role in my formative years growing up. I think that, as as you can hear here, that like I, I used it a lot and was fairly lonely. And I think that's like not the standard, but I don't think it's uncommon for a lot of lonely guys to get their sex education from porn and learn intimacy from porn. And I think that because porn is like taboo, less so nowadays. But, like, at the time it definitely was and still is. Like, Mm. people don't really talk about it, or rather they didn't talk about it, so there wasn't really standards of, like, oh, we should be... It was just, like, a thing that, like, didn't happen, so there wasn't really any regulation, so there was no stuff in place to keep people safe. And so it meant that a lot of porn has, like, really misogynistic or, like, violent or gross themes. And when you're a, a guy growing up, because sex education is pretty shitty... When you're younger, I, I feel like that's a fairly universal thing. But like when you're a, a guy growing up and you either just hear braggy stories about sexual encounters from your guy mates who are usually lying because they've learned it from porn, or you're learning it from porn yourself and you don't realize that it's fucked up until you actually get with someone. I think that the the pursuit of ethical porn is important. The stuff with RedTube or Pornhub, where there's like a whole bunch of sex trafficking happening and like the verification in place to make an account is like super flimsy and there's just heaps of mm. it's like a, a really gross side of the internet and i think it's very easy to get swept up into it totally yeah. and i think that that's where the saturation is where the ease of access kind of is is mm. these elements where it's it's not healthy it's not it's easy to find that stuff that is unethical and sort of leads you down that sort of path that you were talking about mm. uh than it is to sort of have a healthy upbringing that shows you, you know, the right approaches to these, these topics and stuff like that. We, on this show, you know, talk a lot about how you grew up on, on TV and media and that stuff, that kind of stuff because of like that sort of overexposure. And I Mm. think this, this kind of is, is another element of that that has affected another part of your upbringing. Sure. I don't know. Listening to this too, I think it's an interesting snapshot. You're not the only person, you know, and, in the last 10 years, there's been a lot of personal growth, yes, but I think society's different. You, No one would write a song like this now. Mm. No one mm. would make a joke about film clips that d- 
degrade women in this. Oh, well, some people would, but they'd get shouted down very quickly, okay? So, you know, it wouldn't be an acceptable thing for somebody now, somebody like you now, to to do that. It wouldn't even be considered to be a jokey song. Mm. Like, it's not something we joke about anymore. I think we're we're starting to change. We can see a big societal shift Mm. in the last five years, especially in the way that we speak about porn and the way that we view it. Sex positivity has kind of got a real focus on it now Mm. where it didn't, it didn't in 2009. And so like, I know you're very hard on yourself with this, but it was everywhere. This was everybody Mm. joking about this all the time, you Mm. know? People that you would look look up to as well, you know, people like Tim Minchin joked like this in 2009. Mm. So it's not, you know, you're not alone. It didn't happen in a in a bubble in your own little bubble in your room. This Mm. was this is this was 2009 in a snapshot. I felt this song, everything about it. I was like, Mm. oh yes, take me back or don't (laughs) (laughs) leave it there. Leave it in 2009. Yeah, Mm. I, I see a lot of posts on Facebook. Just generally, but also I just like see a lot of posts where they're <laughs> posts talking about like how to have conversations about sex with your kids and like how we're raising our boys. Because I, I, I just, I don't know. I like I, I don't want to. Like that. There's also the thing of I don't want to seem like kink shamey or anything. I, I genuinely believe that like you can have healthy fetish relationships and like kink sex can be incredibly rewarding and all that stuff. Like I'm not going to be a youth minister about it. Um, like sex is healthy and important part of relationships unless you're you know asexual or you're not sexually inclined but um no i just think sorry there was a noise in the studio and i lost my chain of thought <laughs> but um like even the the porn where they would have people before and after say like hi you know my name's blah and like i consent to what's about to happen and you know blah blah and then it happens and afterwards they're like yeah i really enjoyed that scene the scene that they're acting out is usually like very violent and hectic and you know, very performative and like orgasms and everything. And I think that even the mainstream porn quotation marks is still kind of like you're a guy and you fuck a woman and she gets fucked by you and we got to fix that. And I know that I'm just a fucking dude with a podcast. (laughs) So my opinion doesn't count for anything, but like if you're someone listening to this and you probably are by the very nature (laughs) of things, uh, it's just something to think about. And also be nice to people that you have sex with, <laughs> please. Yeah, That's our request to you. Well said, well said. Uh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess, um, oh, well, I guess the other thing is because we got into the bridge because yeah. there's another important point here. And when a much hotter guy goes down in between your thighs and you look like you're enjoying it, like every line of this is bad. When a much hotter guy, so that's me already being like, the, pe- the, the people in this porn are more attractive than me, so I feel inferior. Which mm. is the same for like, presumably every gender where they're like, I don't look the way that they do in porn, so I'm unattractive. You know, obviously there's other media that pushes that as well. Um, and then, yeah, and you look like you're enjoying it, performative. I'll take it personally. What the fuck? That's just a <laughs> fucked up thing. Uh, but only remember momentarily because I remember I can rewind to the point when you weren't enjoying it. Why does her enjoying it ruin it for me? Or is it just that I'm like, oh, this guy's outperforming me and I feel inferior, which is still a problem. Probably that. Oh, yeah. so this lyric, you're not putting yourself in the place of the guy making her enjoy it. You're feeling jealous. Yeah. Mm. Oh, Alex. Yeah, right? <laughs> just a bad dude. No, you weren't a bad dude. You were just a dude. I think this is the thing. <laughs> mm. oh. I No, like yeah. I can't speak for all men, mm. but all the men that I have dated have been like that 
Yeah. I'd like to so say... I am speaking for all men. I'm, I'm <laughs> sorry, men. <laughs> no, no, go for it. Go for it. Go for it. I, um, I think an important thing is that when I was younger, because I, I feel like I'm asexual, if not demisexual now. I don't know. I'm still learning that out. Yeah. At, at a young age, you get told a lot that like the amount of sex you have as a guy defines whether you're like a successful man. And like I ha- went on a lot of sexual sex capades that I felt like I was supposed to and all that stuff. And we get taught from a young age that like, this is what a man is and a man fucks and mm. that's bad. And it's, it hurts everybody. It hurts everybody, you know? And like, yeah, I guess that's just my soapbox about that. Totally. And I think what's kind of communicated here in this, in that bridge is like, one is this very kind of clear, not only like a parasocial relationship happening where it's sort of mm. your, your, you've kind of created this imagined relationship with this person who is, you know, this fictional idea of who this person is. Um, but then alongside that is this sort of inferiority complex of what's happening on screen is related to me in, in this way. I don't know. It, it definitely just seems like you're at a point in your life in this song where you're looking for something and you're not quite sure what it is. You're not quite sure like if you want to be that hotter guy or if you, you know, mm-hmm. like, if, or if you want to just rewind to where it's just you and her, like, it's mm-hmm. interesting. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Man, when you, when you say it like that, yeah, fuck. Because I guess it's all about just wanting connection. Because the yeah. whole song is like, I do not feel connected to anybody. I want connection. I feel connection mm-hmm. with this person. And then get that other guy out of here. Right. Because <laughs> you and me. I will say that uh, the person that this song was about did a POV stuff. So they'd talk to camera. So that accentuated the, the feeling of connection. Sure. Zane's having a laugh. <laughs> <laughs> and I find really interesting the fascination with the performative aspect of female porn stars and this porn star in particular that you're writing about like I don't know speaking as a woman you're saying that you know when you're watching porn you, it makes builds you up you, you think your role as a man is to you know fuck women and mm-hmm. as a woman it's kind of we've been taught from a very young age that it's our role to lie down and be fucked and yeah. to look happy about it yeah. and I can't imagine what that would do to a young boy watching this and then what he has sex with a woman for the first time and she doesn't like what he's doing. She wants to be on top or she's not loud. She's not vocal. She's not performative. Like how, how does that make you feel when you have that genuine connection with someone and it's not playing out the way mm. that you think it should? Does yeah. that make mm. you feel emasculated? Does that make you feel like, I, I don't know. Mm. I can imagine it would. Yeah, I yeah. don't know. Well, I, I think that's why so many guys like not condoning or justifying, but I think there's a reason why a lot of guys flip out in sexual situations because they're like, you're not acting the way that you're supposed to. You're not acting the way that I was told that you were supposed to. And like, you know, people who weren't raised properly and don't know how to manage their emotions and are told by society that they're supposed to be a certain way, then put mm. in this very vulnerable situation for the first time, they can freak out, I imagine. And like, and yeah, if, if they don't get mad, then I imagine that they turn inward and like they're like oh i'm i can't perform i'm pathetic i'm like nothing and it would never come from a place of harm i imagine from the other person cuz and that's the thing with if it with the the woman in the position she either feels pressure to perform cuz then she would probably feel like 
she's supposed to act a certain way and she's like oh and I'm you do. not yeah <laughs> or she doesn't and she's like hey I'm you know open communication I'd actually enjoy it if you did this and then the guy freaks out and then either she's like oh well I won't do that again or and like just it hurts everybody just porn mm. is bad <laughs> just right bad. I think that like and then yeah with this song I think it is sort of it's it's predicated on those roles for the humor that it's trying to create you know what I mean like yeah. it's it's relying on that being the dynamic and I guess feeding into it of just like, this is me as a man, you know, having this one-sided relationship with this porn star and I just want to have you, you know, by my, to myself and blah, blah, blah. And I just want you to act the way that I see you act and, you know, be with you all the time. Like it, it, it is reliant on a society that, speaks to that you know and then sort of there's just an element of of not knowing any better i guess like just not knowing that that's not the way Mm. sort of it should be Mm. that's that's the thing that gets me about this song is like i was saying before we started recording like i think the song was meant to be like a funny song it was like this is Mm. a a joke song but Mm. i think like the looking past the song the person that i was at the time upsets me because i know that i like was watching porn all the time and that upsets me and i think also the part that it played in continuing these narratives even though like no mm. one fucking heard this song except the many people <laughs> i gave it to <laughs> except <laughs> everyone but yeah. like yeah it's just not a, a good piece of art to have made and i and like i still feel a lot of shame surrounding sex because Hmm. Like yeah, you know, like you were you were taught this from a young age. Like I I don't know anyone who doesn't get affected by the effects of porn is a thing because it's mm. such a big part. Like I I don't imagine that everybody looks at porn, but I feel like everyone has felt the negative effects of porn, which is the negative effects of the patriarchy, which is a much bigger conversation. Right. But I feel like I feel like porn is condensed patriarchy. I feel like because I think it's it's much less subtle it's it's just like this is what's happening you know yeah yeah definitely Mm. it is definitely one of the pieces of media that so is so strongly speaking to a particular demographic you know and not kind of shying away from the fact that it's like this is for men Mm. for their male fantasies and this is the way we're going to target it and like and and there are you know obviously it's kind of prevalent in more or less all elements of of media and and the things that we consume and also because like it's also a chemical thing right because mm. it, it's you're watching this porn and endorphins are going on and like your brain is rewiring itself because it's releasing all these chemicals you mm. know looking at, at this stuff so it's harder to unwire that because it's it's there's a there's a kind of a physical element to it well yeah it's that it's that thing of like we didn't evolve to be able to have access to like the internet where, you right. know, it'd be like, oh, if you were in a sexual situation, you'd be like, oh, this is great. I want this for revolutionary purposes. And now it's over. Mm-hmm. Sick. Whereas on the internet, it's like, you can just tap into that, turn it on. And it's just on for as long as you like, because the brain isn't meant to just have access to any kind of stimulant that you want for as long as you want un- right. until you're done. It's fucked. And it fries people's brains. And yeah, yeah. I can't stress enough <laughs> how strongly I feel about this. This is like... I. Uh, I've, I can't remember whether I get preachy on this show. I certainly get preachy on Facebook, but uh, yeah. 
You get that from me. <laughs> you get pretty preachy. But uh, this is this is one topic that I feel very strongly about, and it just happens to have uh, mm. come onto this show. Don't follow me on uh, Facebook if you want to have a calm feed. Yeah. I don't know. There's been a push recently too for kind of porn made for women. Like, mm. um, I have a problem with that too because it's like that mm. should just be porn. Yeah, you know, right. shouldn't it? Like mm. in the porn that's made for women that men never watch because it's always under the for women section mm. on any websites. Yeah. They're never going to go in there. It's just people who talk and laugh during sex. Yeah. And it's just women asking for what they want. And then the guy's going, okay, this is what I would like. And then they go, all right, well, I'm not comfortable with that. Are they just asking for consent really? Yeah. And it's, mm. I, that that is marketed as for women and driven as women, like women, like only women want to watch people consenting. Well, maybe that's the case. Maybe that's a, mm. a, a weird kink that women have. But it's <laughs> fuck. It's something that I think, you know, um, maybe boys should be forced to watch. Maybe that's the only kind of porn we should be making. Yeah. And it needs mm. to be policed. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I, that merely makes me mad. It's like the, the special girly section, special yeah. pink yeah. section of the porn website, you know. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, and I mean, it should be stated that like, you know, obviously people who work in the sex work industry, you know, um, oh yeah, yeah, you know, it's not a, a whole, we're not making a broad sweeping statement about yeah. how you're, all of it is destructive. You're mad oh, at, no, absolutely not. Yeah. You're mad at KFC. You're not mad at like the person who works at the counter, you know, mm. like mm. people are just trying to live their lives and earn a living. And like a lot of people find it empowering, like only fans and stuff like those scenarios where they're actually in control of what they're doing. Yeah. yeah. Like I, sure. I know a lot of sex workers who enjoy the work, but like, I can't imagine that these horrible situations could be mm. enjoyable. I think it's, yeah. But that being said, I myself am not a sex worker and I cannot speak to the experiences of them. Yeah. I've, I found as well that like the comment section of these videos, I think because yeah, it's a thing that we don't talk about. And so scummy people just congregate there and no one. Yeah. No one moderates the comments on porn websites and they really yeah, need to right. get someone in to do that. Yeah. I would do it. <laughs> <laughs> You're banned. <laughs> yeah. You're fired. Pack a box. Yeah. You're not allowed to porn anymore. <laughs> no. I think because everyone's like, oh, well, if I tell on you, you'll tell on me. But like, just like racism and like white supremacy and like, pedophilia mm. and just horrible shit and it's like what is it about porn I, and that's the thing i think like it yeah i can't imagine that you'd have these kind of comments on ethical porn because i think mm. there's a certain type of person that likes seeks it out this is yeah. the thing you have to seek it out though yeah and it, it's yeah. just it's impossible mm. i do actually know a person who i won't name because i'll give the game away whose job it is to go on well part of her job she she goes on like sneaks into these comment sections and into into reddit feeds and sort of tries to get herself in there talking to these people and starts pushing them towards seeking some help so yeah. that's that's her whole thing that's what she does for as mm. part of her work she's a social worker as part nice. of what she does for her job and i think i hope there's more people i know of one i hope there's more people <laughs> yeah. out there doing that it's mm. yeah important that's really good. i didn't know that yeah that's people so do it it's a job yeah that's really it's cool. great because like as you were saying alex like stuff like sex education just kind of isn't there so it all really kind of starts at the source like people find these communities where you know oh they can just talk about whatever they want and and 
this and that and like find that community that isn't healthy but it's some people like it's their only source of community it's you know it's their only source of being around like-minded people is these communities where they're in these porn comment sections or you know on these reddit threads or whatever it is like it it's sort of they haven't had that healthy outlet from a from a source because it's been so taboo no one talks about it yeah from from that early age yeah i think it's that thing of like if you make a like a sexist joke or like yeah, if, if if a guy in a group makes a sexist joke and you don't say anything, then the guy is like, ah, oh, an ally. And I think right. those kind of people in the comments are kind of like, oh, I can be shit here. Right, <laughs> I can exactly. be the shitty part of myself. I think yeah. here's Alex's three-point tip to fucking save the world. I think <laughs> at the moment, the world is run by certain governments that are quite... I don't want to get religious. Conservative, yeah. yeah. Conservative. Um, and I think that tends to lead towards a lot of shame towards sex outside of a Mm -hmm. marital context. And I think that when you shame sex, you teach piss poor sex education in schools, just being like, this is how you get pregnant, don't do it. But we need to promote like, hey, you can have sex and it can be fun and it can be fine and you're not going to go to hell for it. And then then when the shame isn't there, then it can be more openly discussed and you can then have more media that's more healthy and good you know that's yeah i mean i didn't plan to say that before i said it so that's why it was a bit shit but like you get what i'm saying right no absolutely i think that yeah Yeah. you're right it starts from the source it starts from from starting that conversation at an early age and you know it's it's everything it's it's parents it's you know community it's it's having safe sort of it's it's even you know that between people who between young people like not having it be this thing you giggle about or mm. brag about just have it be a, another part of 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 life you know yeah. which is a big ask like you know mm. but <laughs> but it has to start somewhere and i also think it's about i don't know where all these comments about um bad sex education in schools i know it exists but my sex ed in school was great and mm. we had all female teachers teaching it and Mm. they provided an open space for boys who were having these feelings, who were kind of um, flouting with the, that kind of incel line Mm. to express themselves and to speak about it and to speak to, to the girls in the class about it and, and how they were feeling and to have a conversation like those thoughts and opinions there. Obviously there are a lot of boys who have them whether it's from watching porn or whether watching too much porn is a result of having these thoughts and feelings. But I think it's also about not, not shutting them up, Mm. like let them speak, let them speak out in public and out in the open and have a discussion with them rather than shutting them down every time they start to speak and pushing them towards each other. Because if we're silencing them and pretending they don't exist, they're not going to go away. They're going to find each other and they're going to kind of grow and this is just going to fester under the surface and we're just going to live in our blissful little world and pretend it doesn't exist and we know that doesn't work. That's Yeah, look, it's all kinds of messed up. I know a lot of single-sex schools, this is a big problem. Mm. You know, I I don't believe in same-sex education for a good reason. I think that we need to make it normal for boys to have female friends from a very young age. And right now it is not normal. You know, boys hang out with boys, girls hang out with girls. We're segregated from the time we're tiny. And I think this is where all of this comes from, Mm. from that separation. Mm. Yeah, definitely. That's what I think. 
about sex ed. Wow. That's <laughs> why I knew it would be good to have you on the show. <laughs> like, you say stuff so much better than I do. <laughs> well, after that bridge, I mean, if we're, if we're, do you have any wrap up thoughts on that one, Alex? I felt like I had a relevant thought, but it was probably just a watered down version of that. So, <laughs> so well, that's fair. Well, I mean, and then we have the chorus twice again, yeah. <laughs> which I didn't clip. But we don't need that. I mean, the whole song's the chorus, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> you know how it sounds because you've listened to the entire song. Um, it's it is more of a breakdown version. It's kind of like a smoother, yeah, uh, uh, softer Sexier version. version. <laughs> and then at the end, tree. okay, this is me being a, a tech guy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You're gonna hate on I, the 404 joke. <laughs> So what's the context? Are you yeah. watching a video and then the page doesn't exist anymore? Yeah. Because a 404 yeah. is that the page, the, the end point, like, does not exist. So there would be boards mm-hmm. where you'd look at porn and eventually when it, it, like, maxed out the number amount of posts, it would just, like, get deleted. So you'd be True. looking at it and then it would disappear. The whole like, thread oh, would just hit be 404. Yeah. There you go. All right. So there you go. So there's a little, a little meme stuck on the end of this fucking <laughs> terrible song. <sighs> Couldn't get out without just jabbing one more in there. God, I and hate this laugh a minute myself. song. <laughs> and this fucking song. Uh, that is the whole song. Do you have devoid of content? Uh, like content. What are your What are your good and bad? Oh, well, my, I only have one good, which is picked a vibe and ran with it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And I certainly did I would, that. I would have to agree. It's annoyingly it's annoyingly well made. I just really like I just really enjoy like compared to the other songs, it's so polished. And that annoys me because I, I feel such hate and shame for this song. <laughs> but the bad, it reads like a manifesto. It overstays its welcome. You could say she is an actress. She'll go far as a pun, that's bad. The fucking beatboxing, oh my god. Why is it her enjoying it? That's bad. I showed this to my mum and just <laughs> the content. That's the bad. Just the content nice. <laughs> of the song. <sighs> God damn. <sighs> I guess that's that, right? I'd like to stress that I'm better now. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think hope that I'm and better this, now. This conversation holds holds merit to that. Um Yeah. I've got lightning outside. Sorry. It's just outside my window. <laughs> Small lightning. talk. This is a yeah. podcast, James. <laughs> how's, how's the weather? Yeah. Audio. Uh, <laughs> One thing I will say is that uh, uh, this is our first episode of recording in the, the new studio, the TNC studio, and the mic sound all fancy. Mm. I've been heavily breathing into the mic this whole episode, and I keep being like, <laughs> Alex, stop, but I'm just like... <sighs> hey, Can't help yourself. Yeah. But uh, I guess, shall we, shall we wrap it? I think so. I think yeah. so. Zane's Thank nodding. you so much for... What's up? Zane's nodding. Oh, I see. Good. Whenever uh, we do so that, much. I have to go back and clip these bits out, James. So I hope you're happy. Well, yeah. And then I was about to say, like, go keep going. And then you mentioned that you have to clip stuff. Okay. The audience has to know. Hold on. Three, two, one. I, I, so I, thank you very much. Thank you. <laughs> Shut thank up. You. They, I'm going through a tunnel. You're the worst. Anyway, so thank you. <laughs> and thank you very much. Uh, thanks so much to Siobhan for coming onto the show. We really appreciate yeah. it. Thank you. I enjoyed it. Thank you. You you did very amazingly and brought great insights as I knew you would. And it was a great joy having you on the show. Thank you. Look, anytime you need someone to have too many opinions, <laughs> just give me a ring. Great. Fantastic. Not, not enough opinions. James and I spoke <laughs> yeah. so much this time. So much shame, um, so much anxiety. Siobhan, do you have anything that you could uh, plug? Any places that you're sort of that people can find you if they want to find you? 
Oh, or not, you I don't have actually to. do. Oh, I know. So the arts centre that I work for. We're promoting the work of elderly Aboriginal women. Cairns Indigenous Art Fair launches online on July the 14th. There's a lot of online exhibitions, workshops, talks that you can go and see by amazing First Nations artists from the Torres Strait, from Australia, and we've got some from New Zealand um, dropping in. Lots of – it's just really good. So it's a seven-day online event, Cairns Indigenous Art Fair. Get online, have a look. It's lit. (laughs) <laughs> I'm using me losing using using the lingo. <laughs> As the kids say, it's yeah. lit. Yeah. Oh, James, do you have anything you want to plug? Uh not particularly. Uh as always, this uh podcast is a part of the uh That's Not Canon Productions Network. Uh they have a Patreon where you can go and support them and all the the shows uh that you, you love. Uh this show, uh Musicals Taught Me Everything I Know, Murder in the Land of Oz, and so on and so forth. A whole bunch you can find them all. Is that all just there. That's Not Canon on Patreon? Is that TNC? That's that's not canon. If you search that That's on right. Patreon, it'll come search up. C A N O N. Yeah, it's a pun. A, yeah, it's a pun. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I think for this episode in particular. Wait, no, it's not a pun. Oh my god! I was trying to work it out because because the logo is a cannon with a dice coming out. It used to be. I'm not. I'm not an idiot. <sighs> Why have I seen a cannon with a dice coming out? I think you dreamt it, Alex. Oh my god! <laughs> All right. Well, I guess I'm. Alex, man, uh, if you yeah. if you if you came here it. as a Are as you a sure? you're so frazzled, dude. Come so on, frazzled. get back into it. You got this. If you are if you're a new listener, if you're like Siobhan, yeah, hell yeah, I want to listen to that episode. Uh, I'm your man, Alex Smith. That's my musician name. Not all my songs are this disgusting, uh, and they're on Bandcamp, Spotify, and iTunes. If you have no money, you can find me on Spotify, and if you have money, you can find me on Bandcamp and iTunes. And also, <laughs> if you want to support my music, uh, I have a Patreon as well. That's your man, Alex Smith, and I'm about to release my new album, my my big ten track album. It's going to be amazing. Yes, um, very keen. <laughs> that's on Spotify at the moment now. There's three songs: uh, Align, Trigger, and Rescue Me are from the new album. Uh, also, yesterday from the day of recording. Of day of releasing uh, Ghosts of Boyfriend's Past, an episode came out, and I was on that podcast as well. If you want to have a listen to that, but um, yeah, nice. Been... Uh, and one thing I did want to mention as well in this episode, obviously, we've opened up like a broader conversation than those we usually have on the show, yeah. uh, and we're happy to extend that conversation to you as a listener. If you have thoughts on what we said, uh, feel free to reach out. We're on Facebook uh, and Instagram, and and I guess Twitter as well, but usually Facebook and Instagram are where we kind of keep keep. Uh, a listening out to the to our DMs. Yeah. DMs are always open. And please have a so chat yeah, in the comments to... as well. And that was that. In the comments. <laughs> yeah, please have like, a chat. I'm so comments. sorry. <sighs> snip, you snip. Broke over me. <laughs> yeah. Well, again, uh, thank you very much to Siobhan for coming on the show. Thank mm-hmm. you, James. I love you as always. Love you as always. Yeah. And thank you, listener. Goodbye.
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.